This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Let's talk about the pub culture in the United Kingdom now. All those poor Brits standing in line to get a pint of beer. One recent study said British pub patrons spend more than two entire months of their lives standing in line to get a drink at the bar. How can we improve the situation? Answer, the world's first artificial intelligence bar. Here to talk about it now is my guest, John Wiley. He's the managing director at DataSpark. We reached him in London, England today. Hiya, John. Hello, how are you? I'm great. Thanks a lot for doing this. Okay, so how would a, an, an artificial intelligence bar work and how would it get me my my beer faster well we we spend a lot of time queuing at the bar and we look to make that experience a little bit better and fairer for everybody some people i think enjoy the game of queuing and some people certainly i'm not one of them are probably good at it they know how to catch the eye of the bartender um and how to skip ahead as quickly as possibly, as quickly as possible on a crowded bar. But I think most people aren't very good at the game. And what we wanted to do was use artificial intelligence to bring some fairness to it all. Um, and really what it does is looks at everyone waiting in line. So there's a, there's a simple camera behind the bar um, above a big screen that's replaying the imagery of, of what it sees. So it's, it acts like a big mirror, if you like, behind the bar. And what the camera's also doing is just looking based on people's faces, who's been waiting longest. Um, and then on that big mirror, that magic, on that screen, um, it just superimposes a number above your head. So whoever's been waiting longest is the fine number one. And whoever's been waiting next longest is given number two and so on. So it's a bit like a virtual queue based on the fair waiting time. Um, and then the bartender knows who's to serve. And when they serve you, they swipe you from the queue, and whoever's next in line moves into number one, and everyone shifts up. Okay, so it, it uses facial recognition software then, right? Exactly. So it uses the um, facial recognition just to identify all the, all the faces of people waiting uh, to put them in an orderly queue based on who's been waiting longest. Okay, and is this, this technology is actually been in use in a bar in the United Kingdom, is that correct? Yes, we had our launch event a uh, couple of months ago, um, and now we're going to roll this out further, yeah. What's the name of the pub where it's in, in use? We use it at the, the Underdog. Um, it's by London Bridge, and it's going to be used there for selected events. The challenge that we have is a, is a legal one. In Europe, we have the, the GDPR laws, um, which means facial recognition uses your... Um, Facial data, which is considered biometric data in the European courts. Right. Um, and to get around that, means we must have people to consent. So right now, um, we're running it at, at events. So um, we had at our event, doing some other Christmas parties. Um, but by running it at events, it means people are, you know, we know who they are. We can ask for their consent as part of the event process. Um, so to have it on any bar where people can just walk in off the street, Getting consent is a bit of a barrier, and people don't want to just have to yeah. sign the form and just walk in and get a pint. So we're looking at how to best do that consent mechanism. 
um, so that people know what they're getting signed up for without having to read a page of text in order to get their point. Um, so the, the biggest challenges aren't, te- aren't technology ones, they're legal challenges that we're working with the folks here to best solve. Okay, what about the privacy concerns, John, that is raised by something like this? I mean, we already hear people saying, ooh, this is big brother, this is uh, scary technology uh, that's going to impact our lives if we allow something like this. What would you say to people who would be a little worried about going into a pub and having their photo taken and analyzed? Well, it's it's perfectly valid, and that's one of the reasons why GDPR exists and why we're um, behaving as responsibly as we can to ensure we're um, treating people's privacy and data with security and respect. Um, So, I mean, first of all, we've designed the tool to use the least data that it needs. Um, So we don't store any facial data to disk. Um, The video stream is just analyzed in real time frame after frame to see is the same have I seen the same face there and if so that's just what's driving the number above your head um, so nothing is ever stored to disk uh, nothing ever leaves the pub so we're not even using the cloud we run this all locally which uses some clever tech um, and so in in some respects it's more uh, secure than CCTV which is recording pictures and images of your face to a tape or to a disk um, we're not storing anything to this, but we are, pro- unlike CCTV, we are processing your facial data to do a special recognition, which means we have to oblige by these additional GDPR restrictions. Um, but in terms of the actual data we store, we, as I say, we, we process just what we need. We don't store anything to disk persistently, so we delete it. Um, everything is wiped uh, when the system is shut off at the end of the, when the pub closes at the end of the day. Um, so from a data security perspective, we're very... Um, happy with the level of provisioning we've put in place to, to stop nothing. And also, we don't even know this. There's no PII. Whilst we're, yes, we are processing facial um, images, we've got no idea that it's John Wiley walking into a pub. Um, yeah. can associate that with anything. Uh, okay. So it's, it's facial ident- recognition as opposed to identification. So what would be the, I guess the benefits of it, of it are kind of obvious the way you've explained it to me, but if I were to walk into the underdog pub near the London Bridge during one of these events and I gave my consent for my photo to be taken by this system, how much quick, how much more quickly would I get my pint? So, um, it depends. I mean, if it's, if it's a busy night, we, you know, we can, this process is sped up a little bit because there's no bickering over who's next and if you, um, you know, don't need your ID checked repeatedly. So it speeds up the process uh, fractionally, but ultimately the, the, the main time that you're waiting is because the bartender has to take time making your drink. Um, and we, we solve the queuing problem, the queuing process, they're more transparent and it speeds it up a little bit. Um, but unfortunately, it doesn't help our bartenders pull pints any quicker or make a, an old-fashioned cocktail any quicker. Um, maybe maybe so that can be solved by technology too if they come up with robotic bartenders. Well, that might be a different problem. But then I think that's that for me. That's where AI encroaches too much and in, into the humans' space. And actually, I think I quite like a bit of human craft and making yeah. my drink and filling my pint. I think I don't. What where I think AI and where we try to deploy AI is to take some of the 
the boring part out of the, the human's job um, and then allow the human to do the stuff that they excel at. Okay, it's, it's certainly interesting technology. Um, thanks very much for coming on to talk about it. You're welcome. I hope you'll be coming to a bar in Canada soon. Okay, good. Well, we'll look for you there. Thank you very much. That's John Wiley. He is the managing director at DataSpark.